serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, yeah, that's a classic, uh, classic technique here. Classic politician move here by John Tester. Uh, Tom in Billings, um, I... I misplaced my my original message that I got from Tom and Billings, but I think I remember enough of it. Basically, Tom and Billings sent us a message. Hey, did you see that there was this news story? John Tester was bragging about some grant money that's now available for uh, law enforcement officers to purchase body armor, uh, etc. Uh, anyway, the, the point that Tom and Billings was making was that, okay, here, here you go. John Tester opens the border. John Tester fuels the crime problem. The Democrats, you know, exacerbate the, the crime in America. And, you know, once again, another example of they create the problem and then they try to capitalize off the problem. They create the disease and then they try to take credit for the cure even though they created the disease in the first place, right? Uh, like, Kind of like how John Tester, I, you know, an hour ago I, I was reminding people about how, remember John Tester voted for the bill that was threatening hunter safety programs in schools, but then he says, well, I, I voted to save hunter safety. Well, it wasn't ever jeopardized until you voted for the bill to threaten it in the first place. But that's what that's what politicians like John Tester do. They create the problem so that they can then come out and brag and say, look, I fixed the problem. But the, the whole grant thing, this is grant money that's already available. Whether he had anything to do with it or not, doesn't matter. But 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 his his press office will say, oh, there's grant money available to try to create the illusion that somehow he's the one who's responsible for it. Right. But you're right. Uh, John Tester um, has uh, laid out the red carpet for the illegal aliens invading this country, fueling the violence and the drugs and the youth gang violence and more that were that, that Tom, you're even seeing in Billings, Montana. Right. Uh, so, Tom, thanks for that message. Uh, let's see. Got a, a few other messages that came in. Bruce in Ennis says this. Uh, uh, we had a great phone call just before the uh, the top of the seven o'clock hour and pointed out, you know, we were, we were talking about how uh, all the time and the energy that's that's going into this U.S. Senate race and this Republican primary here in Montana. It's like, guys, we got Supreme Court races we need to win. We've got uh, a Republican supermajority to defend in the wake of. The Democrats gerrymandered legislative redistricting that they just did. And, and why were they able to gerrymander the, the legislative districts? Because of the liberal Supreme Court. Yeah, the liberal Supreme Court decided who the tie vote was going to be. So that's why Democrats control redistricting. But anyway, uh, 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 somebody said that the uh, that, you know, 80 million dollars, it's probably going to be an 80 million dollar race. Bruce and Ennis, Bruce and Ennis says more like 80 billion with a B. They already exceeded 80 million among the five candidates. Yeah, I I've heard estimates that this Senate race here in Montana, Bruce, could be a half of a billion dollars. Uh, half of a billion dollars when it's all said and done. All right, let's see. I think we got the phone lines open. Let me look at my calendar. I should have done that before. Yeah, cal uh, phone lines are open for you for the next hour. Securing America. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization Sunday for a bladder issue has led to a major change as the secretary will no longer head to Brussels for this week's meeting of the multinational Ukraine Defense Group Wednesday and will instead participate virtually. 
This is Congress continues to debate a new foreign aid package, which would provide additional money and equipment for Ukraine. Pentagon Press Secretary Major General Patrick Ryder said during a briefing Monday. Our support for Ukraine uh, continues to be uh, ironclad. Adding that the American military continues to stand behind the Ukrainians. Anyone who questions our commitment to Ukraine uh, just needs to look at the facts in terms of the amount of support, the amount of assistance we have provided and continue to provide Ukraine and will continue to provide going forward. The U.S., though, has not sent aid to Ukraine since December, as a lot of funds have run out, requiring the need for congressional action. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. We'll see some cloudiness today and some sunny breaks developing around the area as well, with high temperatures ranging from the mid-30s in Bozeman to about 42 in the Billings area. For tonight, we can expect cloudy skies and some scattered snow showers. Accumulation stay less than an inch in the Bozeman area. Low temperatures in the mid-teens to low 20s. Snow showers Wednesday. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Taking your calls live, 406-294-0970. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, quick frago for you. Uh, I, I said open phones for the full hour. We'll get back to your phone calls here coming up uh, in just a few minutes. But, yeah, I thought we had a, a great guest that was going to be joining us, but it was on our calendar for tomorrow. So, uh, thankfully, uh, he is now on the phone lines with us. Hey, you guys know this. Montana stands with Israel. Montana stands with our friends in Montana's Jewish community. I got a note from our friend, uh, the rabbi in Bozeman, Rabbi Chaim Bruck, and he said, hey, Aaron, we got a concert coming up, uh, and this guy is the best Jewish singer alive. Uh, and so anyway, uh, he's now with us here on Montana Talks. He's going to be coming up uh, March 3rd, Sunday, March 3rd, at the Ellen Theater in Bozeman. Uh, Shalem Lemmer, uh, now on the phone lines with us. Uh, hey, great to have you on the program. Hey, Aaron. Good morning. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the program. I am uh, really looking forward to coming to Montana very well, soon. Well, tell us what, you know, uh, if the rabbi says you're the best Jewish singer alive, I believe him. Uh, I believe him. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to get a chance to see some of your some of your music a little bit more before we talk. But either way, I just wanted to get you on the program to get this on, on folks' radar. How would you describe your music and, and what you're going to bring for this concert coming up March 3rd? Um, so as far as being the best singer, that's up to the other people to decide. I can't say anything about myself. <laughs> but uh, as far as the music is concerned, we're going to try to, you know, my style is trying to bring a wide variety of different types of music, different backgrounds and different languages, from Hebrew to English, from classical music to Broadway songs to uh, classical, you know, traditional Jewish music, um, and anything and everything, all different types of songs that will... Uh, uplift the spirits and give hope and uh, give a purpose towards the situation we're in. And most importantly, to just uplift each other and give each other a sheer moment of uh, just happiness and togetherness. And that's what we're uh, trying to accomplish. That's what we're trying to do. And, 
You know, I, I think it's so important that we show that we stand with Israel and that we stand with our Jewish friends because it's, it's just been tragic to see how this anti-Semitism is being embraced by, you know, by elements and, and much larger elements than should be embracing it right now. And especially in the wake of the October 7th Hamas terror attacks, I mean, our friends in, in Israel are still very much in the fight right now, uh, still at, uh, in, in, a, in a war against these Hamas terrorists. I mean, just in the past couple of days, they just freed two more hostages. So we still have people being held hostage by these terrorists. Yeah, it's actually quite sad, and it's un- it's really unfortunate, and it can't explain how blurred and uh, how unclear the most of the world has become. And you know, where right becomes wrong, and wrong becomes right, and taking uh, literally taking stand with a, a, a known terrorist organization, it's kind of like crazy what we're seeing now in the world. Uh, it's extremely important to. Show even though most of the people, normal people, we would say, you know, clear-headed people, see see what's right, and it's important to show and uh, to voice the opinion to, to the rest of the world and to show the support and what's right. Yeah. So I really do appreciate that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy. Uh, like case in point, there was this attempted mass shooter. Uh, down in Texas at Joel Osteen's Christian Church, one of these big mega churches that's on TV and everything, and mm-hmm. right. transgender migrant from somewhere uh, down south, uh, you know, uh, checked all these woke check boxes, but apparently had a free Palestine sticker on the buttstock of the rifle. And it's like, well, seriously, when did that become one of the the woke check boxes? That is not woke. Uh, I mean, it's just insane. Exactly. I mean, it's it's such a such a uh, paradox. I mean, one of these people, one of these woke people, should try to be in any of these places. Try to live in Gaza for one day, they'll be uh, you know thrown off the roof or whatever. <laughs> you know, believe yeah. that. It's it's just uh, it doesn't really make sense. So, have you been to Montana before? I mean, I I feel like you know everybody's got to make the visit to go see the rabbi in Bozeman. I mean, he's just such a great guy. He's such a great. He's such a superstar. He's such a great person. Um, I haven't been to Montana yet, and that's why I'm really excited to be there. Also, obviously, meeting the rabbi in the community. Um, but I'm really excited. I hear it's such a beautiful place. The people are amazing, as I can see from you as well. <laughs> so uh, I'm really looking forward to and maybe it'll be uh, one of many. Yeah. Well, again, the concert is coming up Sunday, March 3rd at the Ellen Theater in Bozeman. Uh, let's see. I'll have to ask the rabbi, I guess, where, where people can go. I'm, I'm assuming they can go to the, the Jewish Montana website for uh, for ticket info, things like that. I'm assuming, yeah. And, it's, it's you know, it's for everyone. You don't have to specifically be Jewish or part of the community to come. It's just every, you know, anyone and everyone from around the area or not that can come and show support to uh in the community and to each other and lift their spirits and just be together. And music is, a, even if uh, some of the songs will be, let's say, in a different language, in Hebrew, music is a universal language and it speaks to everyone, it speaks to the heart, and uh, that's what we try to do. All right. Well, Shalem, it's, it's been great to catch up with you here this morning and excited to have you come out to Montana. Thanks for being with us here on Montana Talks. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, really appreciate it, and I look forward to uh, meeting you in person. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much for being with us here this morning. Uh, Coming up after the news and weather break, we'll get to your farm and ranch report. And then, uh, yeah, we've got the phone lines open uh, pretty much actually for the rest of the morning in in all reality. Uh, I mean, we got John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. 
joining us for the most unwoke hour of the week. Might as well make it two hours. Might as well keep him around for the 9 o'clock hour as well. And, of course, we take your calls when John Jackson's in the house. Uh, but it's pretty fast moving when we got a sidekick. So if you got something you want to talk about, you can be the sidekick. You can be the joker, uh, even if you're not on Twitter, right after this. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. For 12 years, students in U.S. public schools have not been able to access milk options that they prefer and consume at home, those being whole or 2% milk. As the U.S. Senate considers the Whole Milk for Healthy Kids Act, a bipartisan bill to reinstate these nutritious milk options in school meals, a new morning consult poll of parents with children in public schools show near-unanimous support for the bill. Large majorities of parents surveyed in the national tracking poll commissioned by the International Dairy Foods Association want to see whole and 2% milk back in school meal options. Are you concerned about the impact government policies could have on your cattle business? One way to make your voice heard in Washington is by joining NCBA. When you join, you'll be part of the nation's oldest and largest national cattle industry organization that has a professional team working in Washington, D.C. on issues that matter to cattle-producing families nationwide. Don't stay on the sidelines. Make your voice heard by joining NCBA today at the website ncba.org. According to USDA's Montana Livestock Summary, steer calves last week under 500 pounds were mostly 5 to $15 higher, while 5 to 750 weight steers were 15 to $20 higher. The five and a half to six weight steers across the state averaged 299 to $3.37, with the six to six and a half weight steers 282 to $3.18. I'm Wayne Northline. <laughs> This is where Montana Talks. You're listening to Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man. Yeah, I was a little late getting to some of the app messages that came in during the 6 o'clock hour of the show. We were kind of joking around a little bit. We played uh, the John Stewart clip from last night. For those of you that weren't up and rolling yet uh, around 630, I'll play it for you again and maybe again. And maybe again, because, man, you know, folks on our statewide show are going to want to hear it as well. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Tim, I, I, I was wondering if Tim and Savage was listening at around 630 this morning, because I swear, John Stewart, he he took the same joke. We were ju- we just used the same joke on Friday's show as Tim was our sidekick from the gate show in Glendive. We, we used the same joke talking about the Joe Biden press conference. But then again, it was kind of an easy one to make, wasn't it? Uh, anyway, Tim says, yeah, he was already listening. He was already in Sydney. So he was already up and rolling in Sydney, Montana this morning. And he says, well, you know, John Stewart listens to Montana talks for all of his materials. So uh, that's why he's getting back in the game. Another message from Tim and Savage. For those of you who missed the... <laughs> who weren't in on the joke from the 6 o'clock hour of the show, John Stewart returned to The Daily Show. And John Stewart's very liberal, I would remind you. Allow me to present to you a one-man show about what Joe Biden's advisors were doing when he turned around and went back to the podium. The show is called He went back. 
Barrett, that Biden was referring to Sisi, the president of Egypt, not Mexico. Unless it was even worse than that, and he thinks the president of Mexico is named Sisi. Oh, man, absolutely hysterical. Scott in Great Falls sent us a message as well. He says, concerning John Stewart, the libs on X are already throwing a fit that he dared turn his wit towards Biden. Uh, yeah, and then he, you know, and to be fair, he also, uh, you know, uh, joked about Trump and, and basically said both of them are too old. But again, it goes back to the conversation we had yesterday on the show. Evelyn Pyburn made a great point. She was listening in, even on her day off, she was listening in on the show and she said, look, it's not about age, it's about mental capacity and mental fitness. Donald Trump, I mean, I, I, I've joked before, like, man, when I went to his rallies here in Montana, my feet started to hurt. We were standing there for so long and Donald Trump was still on the stage, still delivering his message. This guy can run circles around people in their 30s and 40s. So it's not about whether he's 77 and it, just like it's not about Joe Biden's age entirely. It's about the capacity and the fitness to serve. And that's why so many people are pointing out the obvious when it comes to Joe Biden is the incapacity and the lack of, of fitness uh, here. Uh, right on John sent us a message. Why seriously do we need to send any money or aid uh, to Israel? Now, I, I, I could argue why we do need to support our friends in Israel, uh, one of the, uh, the beacons of freedom in the Middle East, one of our strongest partners and allies. Uh, but, but I could also say, like, why would we send money to other countries before securing our own country first? Uh, anyway, um, as of this morning, Israel is handling things the best way they can with full success, including doing everything possible to avoid non-combative people and push the innocent north. Then we have Brandon working with Kings to put in place a ceasefire for weeks, which not only would strengthen the terrorists and also reduce money spent by Israel. Uh, this conflict has been going on for hundreds of years, and Benjamin Netanyahu is on the right track to ending the war and really have peace in the Middle East. Yeah, right on, John. Isn't it just uh, so outrageous that, that Joe Biden is throwing our friends in Israel under the bus and he's trashing Benjamin Netanyahu? In fact, uh, one of the things we'll probably talk about, we'll probably talk about this story with John Jackson, the joker from Twitter, when he joins us coming up in the eight o'clock hour of the show. Uh, because he made a great point. He made a great point. Does anybody remember the month-long scandal when Trump used the word, uh, let's just say, Adam Schiff, you know, the, the, the blank whole countries? Yet Biden can call the leader of our main ally in the Middle East an a-hole, and they cheer. Yeah, Jonathan Allen uh, with, uh, I think, he, is he Axios now or is he still Politico? But he had the scoop in private. Biden often describes Netanyahu as obstinate, calling Israel's prime minister an a-hole in at least three instances. Does, does Joe Biden ever refer to the terrorists in the Gaza Strip as a-holes? Does he ever refer to the illegal alien rapists that are sneaking into this country as a-holes? No, no, he reserves that type of language for our friends and our and our allies. Uh, speaking of uh, foreign aid and, and spending, Senator Steve Daines, uh, this statement just got released. He just released a statement on why he voted against this big foreign aid spending bill in the United States Senate. 
I'll share that full statement from Senator Daines. Yes, as I mentioned earlier, he was one of the Republican senators not going along with the rest of the Senate on this on this nonsense, saying secure our border first. So I'll tell you what he had to say next. I'm Therese Crowley. Inflation accelerates again. Consumer prices up three-tenths in January. The Senate was up all night. Passed a $95 billion foreign aid package for Ukraine and Israel. Some Republicans joining Democrats to support the measure 70 to 29. Democrat Senate Leader Chuck Schumer. With this bill, the Senate declares that American leadership will not waver, will not falter, will not fail. Not so certain in the House where the bill's future is unknown. Another big night tonight in the House where Republicans try a second time to impeach Homeland Secretary Mayorkas for failing to enforce border laws. With a vote of GOP leader Steve Scalise returning from cancer treatment, even though it's Fat Tuesday in his native New Orleans Mardi Gras today. Let the good times roll. America's listening to Fox News. Yeah, not till Brandon and Tester are out of there good times roll. We get Donald Trump, we get a Republican majority in the Senate. I, I think we can finally start rolling again as a country, but uh, until then... All right, uh, Senator Steve Daines voting against that big spending bill, the foreign aid package that you just heard about in the Fox News update there. Uh, here is the uh, statement from Senator Steve Daines that just got released. Quote, Our southern border is a crisis of the Biden administration's own making. President Biden made it worse on day one of his presidency by reversing President Trump's policies that helped make it secure. The results speak for themselves. With illegals who are on the FBI's terror watch list and from countries designated as state sponsors of terror streaming across and overwhelming our Border Patrol agents. While I support providing lethal aid for Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine, I voted against the emergency supplemental spending bill today because securing our southern border should be our highest uh, priority. So uh, good job by uh, Senator Steve Daines by opposing that, because yeah, we've got to demand that we secure our own border first. We get it that the Democrats, uh, they want nothing more than to just keep giving more of your taxpayer dollars to all of these other countries. So we, but before we give them what they want, even, now many of us would say that we shouldn't even give them what they want, but that being said, before we even think about giving them what they want, like let's say if, if you're one of these Republicans that supports Ukraine funding. Now, Navy SEAL veteran and Republican U.S. Senate candidate Tim Sheehy says, says no more. Enough is enough. But, but even for those Republicans that do support more uh, funding going to Ukraine, why would you give the Democrats that which they so desperately want uh, – Instead of use that as leverage so that we, the American people, can get what we so desperately need. And, and and that's why it's good to see Speaker of the House Mike Johnson basically, you know, saying, no, this is dead on arrival. Secure the border. Secure the border or this is dead on arrival. Uh, 406-294-0970. The other angle to this thing, to this uh, foreign aid spending bill uh, was – was that it, it also had some other issues in there. In fact, uh, one of the things that uh, I think Donald Trump Jr. put the spotlight on this, uh, Ohio Senator J.D. Vance put the spotlight on this. So, so basically what you had happening here was that they also tucked a provision inside of this spending bill that would have tied the next president's hands. So I fully believe 
you know, when Donald Trump was president of the United States, Putin wasn't invading other countries because we had a president, a strong president. America was in a position of strength. Then you get the weak foreign policy team of Joe Biden, the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. America's enemies and Putin and the like say, ah, we're going to take advantage of weakness. And so they started invading Ukraine. I fully believe if Donald Trump is president again, this war comes to a halt. Putin will come to a halt. But they want to tie Trump's hands with this spending bill. I'll explain after this. Taking your calls live, 406-294-0970. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, in the 6 o'clock hour of the show, I was uh, quoting libs of TikTok talking about that transgender shooter that tried to become a mass shooter down at Joel Osteen's megachurch down in Texas. But instead, there were two good guys with guns there to stop the transgender shooter from going on a shooter rampage. Uh, yeah, apparently, the according to libs of TikTok, the trans terrorist who shot up the Texas church was mentally ill, uh, was a migrant from El Salvador, has a long criminal history dating back to 2005. She was a Bernie Sanders supporter. She had a free Palestine sticker on the buttstock of her rifle. And she identified as transgender. And so uh, anyway, but but thanks to Jake in Billings for sending me another libs of TikTok uh, message here that came via Instagram. The Colorado Springs shooter, non-binary, the Nashville school shooter, transgender, the Aberdeen shooter, transgender, the Denver school shooter, transgender, the Iowa school shooter, transgender slash gender fluid, the Lakewood church shooter, transgender. Libs of TikTok added this, the modern LGBTQ plus movement is radicalizing our youth into becoming violent extremists. Uh, that was uh, Libs of TikTok via Instagram. All right, let's go back to this uh, foreign aid deal. And again, Senator Steve Daines voting against that massive foreign aid spending bill, basically saying, no, securing our border here in America has to be the number one priority. I, it was interesting. I was just reading the Fox News radio uh, uh, headlines here, uh, and uh, two-thirds of Senate Republicans voted against that massive foreign aid spending. But the, that other one-third, I mean, good night. I mean, the, the Mitt Romneys of the world, that guy. Uh, but here, here's the deal. When it comes to, to funding for Ukraine, the, the question that continue to, continues to need to be repeated here is how come so many of these European countries are not fulfilling their commitments? Uh, Rick Grinnell was the ambassador, I believe, to Germany. And, and then I think he held another position also inside the Trump administration. But he, he was an ambassador appointed by uh, President Donald J. Trump. Rick Grinnell this was a, a few days ago or three days ago now. Um, so so Joe Biden met with Helmut Kohl. Uh, oh, oh, no, that's right. Helmut Kohl is the guy who died already. That's the, the guy Joe Biden was talking about. But the German chancellor is actually somebody else. Anyway, Joe Biden was meeting with German chancellor Olaf Schultz. 
And Rick Grinnell says this, outrageous. Joe Biden and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz harshly criticized Republicans for not agreeing to use more U.S. taxpayer money for Ukraine. We've given $114 billion with a B so far. But meanwhile, the Germans still do not pay their 2% NATO obligations. Grinnell added this. We have a war in Ukraine partly because Germany underestimated Russia and Putin. You didn't listen to the international community's warnings about the dangers of the Russian Nord Stream 2 pipeline into Europe. And you still haven't paid your 2% NATO share. In fact, remember, remember when President Donald Trump was lecturing Europe about the threat of Putin and about the threat of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And remember, wasn't it the German delegation that was laughing at Donald J. Trump? And that's why the, the, the fake news media is attacking Donald J. Trump now. For Trump was making a brilliant point where he was talking about the fact that, that look, these, these NATO member countries need to pay their bills. They need to kick in their share. We as Americans have given how much money, $114 billion plus, and yet some of these European countries aren't even paying their basic freaking commitment. Some of the same European countries that ignored Trump's warnings about the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and how they were going to be putting money right into the pocket of Vladimir Putin. Uh, let's see. There was there was one soundbite that that uh, that the media. Oh, they, everybody played the soundbite from Trump where he was, you know, basically telling these these countries, hey, you need to pay your fair share. You need to pay your fair share to NATO. This was the second half of that soundbite uh, that uh, many in the mainstream media didn't uh, include. Most politicians have said to that, yes, we will protect you under any circumstance. Well, then they're never paying up. I said, no, no, you have to understand. You don't pay your bills, you get no protection. It's very simple. Hundreds of billions of dollars came into NATO, and that's why they have money today, because of what I did. See, everybody in the world has their hands in our pockets. And they just think that we're just the the vending machine. Except for you don't have to put any money, money in the vending machine. You just press a button and you get to take Americans' money. And they aren't even paying their own fair share. Uh, that was another uh, great focus of Greg Gutfeld's program last night. Now, the media claims he's saying Russia should invade more countries. But what he's really saying, if we protect you and you don't pay, then where is the incentive for you to pay? Enough with us protecting these Euro deadbeats. A deal is a deal. It's bad enough we have to put up with soccer and women with armpit hair. It's the two things Europe brought us. <laughs> Pay your 2% of GDP to national defense. We're not your daddy. Or better yet, defend yourselves. It's like when Kilmeade keeps using my Netflix password. Just pay the damn membership. The dude watches Fifty Shades of Grey on repeat. So all Trump's saying is pay your bills. And now that's Trump wants Russia to invade. It's the typical media. They've done this before. Trump says let's buy Greenland. Trump says let's drink bleach. Trump says Nazis are fine people. Speaking of, at least some people may finally be admitting how these hoax have duped them. Take actor Michael Rappaport. You remember Michael from his greatest role, yelling incoherently at people on Twitter? 
He admitted to participating in the left's hoax regarding Trump, calling white nationalists very fine people following the riots in Charlottesville. You've also acknowledged yeah. that, you know, that one thing about the Charlottesville that 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 I ranted about. Yes. And I was wrong because he said the, the both sides, you know, there's good people on both sides. And when you see the full quote, yeah, yeah. It, that wasn't what, what he said. And and and, you know, I, I ranted on him hard for that mm -hmm. hard. There's some video about it, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I ranted hard because I was like, what are you Horse. talking about, man? Because you got played. Mm, so there's the DNA. All right. He can't hear you, but OK. But that's the DNA of a hoax right there. And that was the hoax treated as fact that Joe Biden claims made him decide to run. It was a lie repeated and amplified ad nauseum like every other hoax. They isolate liberals from outside ideas and coerce them to believe the lie. And then the dupes like Rappaport literally have to be hit over the head with the truth. All right, Greg Gutfeld yesterday. Uh, yeah, great segment all around. The king of late night, even with Jon Stewart uh, making his return. Greg Gutfeld, uh, the king of late night, the new king of late night. Although he's been around long enough now, I don't know if you can call him new anymore. Let's go to Robert in Belgrade on the phone lines. Robert, thanks for the call. What's on your mind this morning? Well, when somebody puts a bill out there, they stack it with five or ten things on there. And they put, like, one thing on there for one side of the party. And then they say, well, if you want your thing passed, you need to pass the whole thing. Whenever they put a bill out, it should be a standalone, whatever, one thing on there. And that's it. The people, the congressmen and senators would have time to read it and, you know, go from there. Yeah. Well, that's that's what it sounds like they were trying to do with this foreign aid bill as well. They, they actually inserted a provision that would force the next president to continue funding a war. And basically, as J.D. Vance pointed out, the Ohio senator, is that if and then if, if he didn't continue to fund that war, there would be grounds to impeach him. And, and Stephen Miller made the point. So the Senate figured out how to write a bill to make a future president secure Ukraine's border, but they can't write a bill to make the current president secure our border. Well, that's why they need to have a standalone bill, you know, one thing on it, and that's it. And then the senators and congressmen would have a chance to read it and find out what's in it instead of five or ten different things in there with hundreds of pages that, you know, they say, well, you need to pass this because our party wants it. Mm -hmm. Although I think even if there was a standalone bill, it doesn't matter how, how bad the bill is, how standalone it is or not, there's still folks like Mitt Romney will still uh, still sign off on it, uh, tragically. Well, yeah, but then his people that vote for him would know exactly where he stands instead of these other things that there's so many things in there that nobody knows exactly what's in there. Yeah, and thankfully he's he's on his way out, but it uh, can't happen soon enough. Uh, can't happen soon enough, unfortunately. All right. Well, hey, Robert. That's my rant for today. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for calling in, Robert. Great to hear from you. I appreciate it. 406-294-0970 is the number for you as well. If you want to jump in on anything we've been talking about or if you've got your own rant of the day, 406-294-0970. Your phone calls better than the talking heads. Montana Talks, the show where you, the people, get to talk. This episode is brought to you by Viore. Give the active people in your life something they'll truly appreciate. Performance apparel from Viore. Whether they're into running, surfing, hiking, or even just casual walks around the block. There's something for everyone. And if you're not sure what to gift them, you can't go wrong with something from Viore's Dream Knit Collection. 
it's the perfect gift and so comfortable. Get 20% off your first purchase today at Viori. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Spotify. Fox News commentary. California Governor Gavin Newsom is sending reinforcements to crime-ridden Oakland. Is this for the betterment of the community or the betterment of his presidential resume? I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey, this is Trey Gowdy, host of the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Every Tuesday, you'll hear what's on my mind. Plus, every Thursday, there's a special bonus episode where we answer the questions that are on your mind. Make sure to spend your Tuesdays and Thursdays with Trey. Subscribe now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Hope to see you. America's listening to Fox News. You'll be flabbergasted to know this, but violent crime is soaring in Oakland, California. In fact, it was up nearly 20% last year, and businesses have taken notice. Alameda County has one of the highest crime rates in the nation. The DA, Pamela Price, is, as you may have guessed, woke and baby-soft on crime and prioritizes equity over prosecution or imprisonment. Not only do these policies foster lawlessness, they look really bad for California Governor Gavin Newsom, and given he is no doubt eyeing the White House, he has to clean up his state's act real quick. So he's sending an army of state attorneys to Oakland and East Bay to boost law enforcement capacity, investigate, analyze, and prosecute suspects in violent property and serious drug-related crimes. <laughs> yes, all of a sudden, Newsom is very worried about the optics of his state, and if you think he isn't running in 2024, you're not paying attention. I'm Tommy Laren. Montana Harvest, where people get healthy. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Springs Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, let's see. I, I know i got at least one or two more things I want to sneak on before we get John Jackson, the Joker, from Twitter here with us. John, do you want to stick around for the 9 o'clock hour today, too? Hey, he's good to go. All right, good, because uh, i got nothing on the on the calendar for the, for the 9 o'clock hour, so what the heck? We'll just take your phone calls. John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, will be here because uh, I know our friends in Malta and elsewhere across Montana, they're, they're like, oh, I love that Joker guy. Yeah, that guy's great. So we, we want to keep him around for the 9 o'clock hour whenever possible uh, as well. Uh, let's see some of this stuff I want to save for the, uh, for John, cause I want to get his reaction to it. Uh, like for example, I've got, I've got a soundbite here from that Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Remember when he got up in the coach's face and nearly knocked over, uh, the coach there, diabetes, uh, I thought, you know, uh, <laughs> Was that Wilford Brimley? No, that was Coach Reed. So what is Wilford Brimley doing at the Super Bowl? Well, the, the, he passed away, uh, but, man, Wilford Brimley, wasn't he a great guy? No, that was not Wilford Brimley, and he did not mispronounce diabetes, uh, so that's not why Kelsey got into his face. But Kelsey explained why he got into his face, and kind of – it was a – without apologizing, it was kind of an apology. So uh, I'll play that sound bite. We'll get John Jackson's reaction and more. First, though, uh, let's go to um, – this was Laura Ingram interviewing Jonathan Turley talking about the Biden classified documents case. This didn't get a lot of attention, but Joe Biden's ghostwriter, we found out, deleted recordings of his interview with Biden even after he was alerted to the special counsel investigation. Hmm. Now, sounds like obstruction. Well, they declined to press charges because they say he offered a plausible, innocent reason for why he deleted the recordings. 
What I'm curious about is, can you say um, definitively whether or not the president or anyone else at the White House was in contact with his ghostwriter? Um, this is in the report. I mean, read the report. In the report, it says that, that they sought this, they looked into this, and that, that they didn't. So, so that's in the report. Why couldn't he just answer the question? He said, read the report, and I just asked you a question. Joining me now, Jonathan Turley, Fox News contributor, George Washington University law professor. Um, uh, professor, this is interesting. I'm a former white-collar criminal defense attorney, so I, I hear about deleting evidence as an investigation is announced, and I think, huh, what's, whether it's bleach bit, you know, blackberries, or smashing stuff with a hammer, or this, it certainly sounds bad. Now, I'm a criminal defense attorney as well, and I would be very concerned about a client who was informed of a pending investigation and destroyed the key material evidence. You know, the other interesting anomaly in this is that if they wanted to pursue this aggressively, as they did with the Trump investigations, we've seen prosecutors really pressure witnesses like this, saying that we may indict you for obstruction to get their cooperation to see if they have more uh, evidence to offer. Uh, instead, they did what they did with the president. You know, they sort of convinced themselves that uh, there was no reason to seriously pursue criminal charges. Yeah, see, because it was Biden's ghostwriter. If it was Trump's ghostwriter, they would have said negative ghostwriter. Documents can't be deleted. Negative. Go but because it's Biden's ghostwriter. OK, yeah, whatever. Go ahead, ghostwriter. Delete the evidence. Yeah, we don't care. Uh, see, Biden's got a lot of people doing the dirty work for him. Hey, you need somebody doing the dirty work for you. Let me tell you who can do the dirty work for you. Our friends at BD Equipment Services. If, if you've got some demolition projects you need done, if you've got some salvage work, we need a salvage operation on this country. If you need a salvage operation done, any land clearing projects, I'll tell you what, BD Equipment Services, you can rent equipment from them. They've got backhoes, skid steers, mini excavators, scissor lifts, boom lifts, you name it. Uh, you can rent the equipment from them or call BD Equipment Services. They'll operate the equipment for you, and then you can kick back and, and enjoy the weekend. BD Equipment Services, give them a call, 201-7711, or check out bdequipmentblgs.com. Good Montana Highline work ethic, BD Equipment Services.